And hello and welcome back to the Crossing Borders Wrestling Podcast. My name's Strenuous Manflair, your host this evening, and we have a very packed show for you tonight. We've got uh, a whole bevy of topics for the past two or three weeks that we've been away. Ultima Lucha Dose, the brand split, Roman Reigns, Heath Slater, how SmackDown can bolster itself since it got the much weaker roster, including the dire SmackDown's women, uh, women's division. Uh, the whole point of general managers, uh, commissioners, um, why are they going to introduce a SmackDown's women's and tag belt, which the report is that they are, um, Jinder Mahal. And we'll do your questions at the end. So, pack show top to bottom. And first <laughs> off, Ryder Kath. Ryder Kath, just you, no Sunsweet. We should have invited Sunsweet. Why didn't we invite Sunsweet? She's fine. Is she fine? Yeah, we'll, ask, we'll, we'll get back in the groove of it and invite her next week. There we go. Um, how are you doing? I'm good, good. Just uh, got some tickets to the NXT house show coming to my hometown for next month. So, got some sweet floor seats. Yeah, you, and, you had mentioned that if WWE came to your town, you know, the new building uh, yeah. that they built there, that you would be there in a heartbeat. And even better, NXT is coming instead. Yeah, so... <laughs> Pretty excited for that. Pretty excited? Yeah. I've been to a couple indie shows lately, but I haven't been to, like, a WWE-style event. Yeah. I'm I'm just, like, you know, needling you about saying pretty uh, excited. I imagine that you are over the moon here. No? Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Definitely stoked. Very excited. So that's pretty awesome. Um, I, of course, have the opportunity to go to all the billion NXT shows around here in Florida, and I never do. So, I don't know. Scarcity makes it special. Yep. Well, the shows around here usually suck, and yours won't. So, there's also that. I mean, Survivor Series is in Toronto, but... Ugh. (laughs) That's a totally different animal. I mean... Yeah. It really is. Well, let's uh, go ahead and talk, because we haven't talked Lucha Underground in a while, mm-hmm. and uh, it's done. This season is done, although they're yeah. starting season three, like, immediately, for some reason. Yeah, they're looking into September, because they've got something like 40 episodes mm-hmm. so in the can, so yeah, that's I don't a... blame them for wanting to get it out the door. Yeah, that's, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of goddamn shows, however yes, much it, it is. is. It's a whole hell of a lot. Mm-hmm. So, so, tell us uh, what's been going on, how, you know, how uh, how Ultima Lucha went, and uh, how the whole thing ended, and what's looking like yeah. uh, is in store for Season 3. Uh, well, Season 2 had a few uh, very interesting points. One was uh, Dario Cueto busted um, Mr. Cisco, who had been basically forced to uh, wear a wire. So he could stay out of jail. Ah. Dario discovered the wire almost immediately. Murdered him. <laughs> I mean, he literally goes, what do they want me for, murder? Mr. Cisco says, I don't know. And Dario replies, they do now. And he killed him? Yeah. knowing the, And so the very last scene of the episode, or of the season, was him being taken away by police. Was it Joey Ryan and Castro? No, this was like general. These were like generic cops. Hmm. So, and but he looked up at the camera and he smiled, kind of echoing 
the finale of uh, the first season. Mm. And the common complaint I was reading, which I shared, was that a lot of they knew they were getting a third season, so a lot of stuff was cliffhangers. Yeah. As a result. And it seems that they're moving into an Ivelisse and Katrina feud. <laughs> it seems like that's kind of been going the last yeah, couple the, weeks. Yeah, they've... Uh, Katrina's, like, screwed over Ivelisse multiple times, but this was the first time she ever got physically involved. Mm-hmm. And now the uh, running joke is that baddest bitch in the room is this, the title is the same as the uh, linear championship. <laughs> so currently, Ty Valkyrie holds the title of baddest bitch in the room. I see. Baddest bitch in the building. Oh, wait, wait. did you say they're building a feud between Taya and no. Katrina? The, fin- the, fin- the match was Taya versus Ivelisse. Right. Which they had been building up as well. Mm-hmm. But Katrina cost Ivelisse the match. I get you. So, Katrina's never really done anything in the ring. This was the first time she got physical, really. Like, she's interfered and stuff, but this was the first time it seemed to be explicitly setting up that she'll be competing. Yeah, God forbid. Um, I mean, God bless her, but she can't wrestle. (laughs) Yeah, but who knows, maybe she's gotten better in the past couple years. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this this season, it really felt a lot like setup. Mm-hmm. With the first season, it was very up in the air, so it had a f- sense of finality to it at right. the end. Yeah. And this one, they knew they were getting a third season, so the stories are continuing. Yeah, they didn't have to... Um, Wrap it up. Yeah. And they didn't have to do one of those endings where it's like, it could be the end, but it also could be, you know, the start of something. Yeah, so as a result, it was definitely a lot of loose threads. Uh, the matches were generally good. I mean, you're not, I'm not going to complain about those. Yeah, like any any big moments or any like things that are going to, other than that, they're going to lead into Season 3. Because I know, I heard what happened with um, uh, with Pentagon. Yeah. And, and I guess talk about what happened with Pentagon. Uh, okay, so Pentagon uh, won the right to challenge Matanza Cueto. And he did so midway through the show. He he interrupted the match between Black Lotus and El Dragon Azteca Jr. Mm-hmm. And he just called out Matanza Cueto immediately. So he Matanza came out, they had the match, Pentagon lost. Clean? It was pretty brutal. Like it it wasn't like a squash by any means, but yeah, Pentagon lost. Clean. Like I, I had heard, uh, from what I heard, and I, I could be conflating matches here, but from what I heard, Pentagon did like a billion moves to him. Yeah. And then, um, uh, didn't Dario get involved? Didn't he grab Pentagon's leg? Yeah, I mean, Dario does that. I don't remember it factoring right into the end of the match. Yeah. It uh, at one point Dario or Pentagon was going to break Dario's arm, and that kind of gave Matanza a second wind. But uh, beyond that, it wasn't... I don't remember it costing him the match directly, but Dario did interfere. Yeah. So, uh, and then at the end of the show, Pentagon came out and just 
beat the snot out of Vampiro. And just uh, absolutely clobbered him. The whole show was built around Pentagon. It started with Pentagon rechristening himself as Pentagon Dark. The middle of the ma- the middle match was the world title match. And at the end, he basically just denounced Vampiro as his master, said that was it. He was going on his own. Done. Good. Yeah. Good. A character arc. Yep. Very good stuff. So is he heel or is he just a badass? Yeah, he's just a badass. Cool. He's kind of doing whatever. He broke Vampiro's arm again, I think. <laughs> so. I like it. Yep. Yeah, it was good times. Uh, like I said, not as good as the first one, just because of the uh, all the setup. Right. But uh, but a fun time you'll be watching in season three. Yeah, absolutely. Good. So we'll be getting your reviews in season three of Lucha Underground, and uh, for sure. Have you been watching any of the CWC? Uh, not really, actually. Yeah, me neither. Heard it's pretty good, but I'm I'm probably gonna watch when it gets into the later rounds. Right. Um. Still kind of bummed that they didn't put uh, Sombra in it, but been pretty bummed with everything they've done with La Sombra <laughs> since I he's know. come up. Honestly. Um. But anyway, let's see here. We've got uh, brand split. That's a good place to go. Yeah. How's it? That? I guess how's it going so far? Um, how can SmackDown bolster itself since it got the weaker roster by far? Mm-hmm. And what in what what's even the point of GMs and commissioners? And how are they doing? And how are they factoring in? And blah de blah de blah. So, first off, overall impressions of the brand split. It was funny watching the show. Yeah. Because at a certain point, you could almost feel like they realized how stupid it was to give them two-to-one picks. <laughs> you you could almost see it in the performers, that they realized, oh god, we've completely hosed this one show. Yeah. And it's like, when I'm sorry, when SmackDown's like picking Baron Corbin as like one of its tops, it's like, really? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're you know, trying to make him into a thing. A thing. I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't hate him. No. Uh, it's I, I was just thinking that of the Orton and Brock feud. People are already squawking about how mm-hmm. the split's over because they're attacking each other. It's like... But it's SummerSlam coming up. Yeah. It's one of the major shows. If it was a SmackDown-only pay-per-view or a Raw-only pay-per-view, that would suck. Mm-hmm. But they have to build up an interbrand pay-per-view. So this is the only way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and, so. and at least they're doing the thing where, you know, when Randy Orton showed up, they were like, get him the fuck out of there and all that. So yeah. at least that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at the differences, you know, of these two rosters. Like the, the WWE uh, roster for Raw, you know, obviously has um, Roman and it has um, Seth. Seth. Um, and on SmackDown, you have their parallels, I guess, would be Cena and Dean. Yeah. But... Beyond that, like, Raw just has so much support talent that SmackDown doesn't have. I mean, first off, Brock, and Brock is Brock, and Brock might as well be dual-brand because he's only going to appear, you know, at the dual-brand pay-per-views, other than, you know, a few here or there. Yeah. Um, But you have Kevin Owens, you have Chris Jericho, 
you know, you have a guy like Rusev who ha- has finally really solidified his position has become a mainstay. Yeah. <clears throat> you have all of the New Day. As much as I'm not a big fan, you have Sheamus. Uh, mm-hmm. Sami Zayn is, uh, you know, a popular and exciting wrestler that everybody likes, along with yep. Cesaro. Um, you know, and you, you, you just look at that in comparison to SmackDown, and it really is slim picking for SmackDown, like, Okay, Alberto Del Rio, Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin, Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family in general. You know, Dolph is their challenger for a pay-per-view, you know. And you might as well. That's not the money-selling show, whatever, feather in his cap. I don't know. But other than, like, AJ Styles, you know, Randy Orton, he just came back. How long is he going to hang around? They brought back Rhino, for fuck's sake. Yeah. What can you even say? Yeah, I mean, SmackDown is just really dire, and... I'm really rooting for the show, but they've made it very, very difficult. Mm. And so it's like, it's almost going to be like, Raw is still the main show, then it's NXT, then it's SmackDown, then it's Raw. Like, that'll be the chain. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's kind of baffling how they, I understand Raw needing more talent because it is the longer show. But maybe the the better way to do that would have been the first three are two to one. The first three draft picks are two to one. And then it's one to one as a result. But they have just... SmackDown's women div, women's division is so dire that... Do you know how many women's matches they had this week? How many? Two. Really? Do you know how much, do you know how much ring time they got? How much? None. <laughs> and that means... That means Eva Marie faked an injury during her entrance, mm-hmm. so she was too injured to go in to the match. Like, they're, you know, yeah, comedy kind of thing. And Natalia attacked Carmella before the match. Huh. But they had to do that because there's only four women on the roster. Six. Six. Yeah. They, they put all the bad ones out there. Um, they do yeah. also have... Becky. Le- yeah, yeah. Be- Becky and Natalia are on SmackDown. Yes. Um, so those are your two good ones over there. Yeah. And on Raw, you have eight women. You have Alicia, Charlotte, Dana, Lana, Nia Jax, Paige, Sasha, and Summer. Yeah. So, oh, Summer's on SmackDown. Uh, Summer is on Raw. No, Summer's on SmackDown. Hmm. It says she's on Raw. That's wrong. Let me see here. Ray was drafted to Raw. Summer Ray is on Raw. No, she's not. Okay, go ahead and prove me wrong. I was looking at Wikipedia, and that is never wrong. Are you Googling? I am. I'm virtually positive, though. Hey, all I know is what Wikipedia told me. Raw. That's weird, because I could have sworn she was on SmackDown, because... Maybe they already did a dual show. Maybe. Well, no, I think they changed her, then. Hmm. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Um, so, the... Here's the thing. Okay. You're, you're switch. You're, apparently, they're going to create a 
uh, women's title for SmackDown. Yeah. And they're going to create a tag team title for SmackDown. And let's not even touch on the fact that it is absolutely idiotic that tag teams can be drafted together. Like, you don't have to break them up. You know, you can just draft, like, mm-hmm. rock like draft. The, like Braun Strowman? Yeah. Getting drafted to Raw for no goddamn reason? Yeah, that's the only reason that they were able to be picked separately, because they wanted Braun, yeah. whatever. <clears throat> but, you know, American Alpha are on SmackDown. The Usos yep. are on SmackDown. They were package deals. Yep. So I don't get it, but I don't care. Um, but that that's dumb. But, you know, like, what talent... Like, okay, let's say they bring up additional women. Mm-hmm. Which is great if they want to do it. But as it stands right now, when your SmackDown roster looks like Becky Lynch, Natalia, and then your third best wrestler is either Naomi or Alexa Bliss... It's not even worth running down the rest of them, because that's a problem. And that's not something that you can build. Like, you have six people. Total. Yeah, that's horrible. It's horrendous. I get having the a women's title, because it is good to have some somewhere to feud. Yeah. But, uh... And I totally get wanting to have women on both brands, but just hire more women. Bring more yeah. women up. Do something. Yeah, have managers, have yep. and, and And to be fair, on Raw, you know, of the female talent, Lana is one of them. Lana's really just a manager. Yeah. <clears throat> you know. Um, Summer Rae, when does she even wrestle anymore? Dunno. I don't know. She should be a manager, and was, and was good at it, and then wasn't. Dana Brooke, you know, good God almighty, did whatever limited talent that she had developed in NXT go right away when she got called up. Yep. But, you know, you just look at this and you think, what can they do? Yeah. I mean, I fully understand having the title. Yep. Fair enough. I mean, it's not to say, like, these are the only women in the company. Yeah. At least. it's They've got the potential for call-ups, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, the way they did this was just so uneven. Yeah. It it's really hard. It's going to be very hard for SmackDown to recover. So. It I mean and I don't know. They're already in a rough spot on SmackDown because it's on Tuesday. It's after 3 hours of live Raw and then you got to put on another live product the next day. Um, with all, you know, unique talent. You can't do the also-ran shit that they had done for years. It has to be a unique thing. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's going to be tough. That's, you know, that, that that's not some easy thing um, mm-hmm. as it is. And then you have a weaker roster. And the roster is much weaker. There is no denying that. The 2-1, no. th- or the 3-2 to two thing, it actually was. The 3-2 to two thing was super dumb. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it made them seem like lesser. Having Dean win the match is great and all, but then they were just like, we're just going to make a title on Raw, no big deal. I give it the dumbest name ever, but, you know, that's mm-hmm. also dumb. Um, everything, yeah. it's just a lot of decisions that are dumb lately. Just yeah. explicitly dumb. Like I said, I could have understood that maybe doing that for two or three rounds just because Raw does need that. Mm-hmm. Raw has that extra hour to fill. But to carry it on through the entire show, and you could just see them straining for people. Yeah. And it was just absolutely brutal. 
Yeah. Or just let them have more picks in the, you know, the post-show draft. Yeah. Whatever. Who gives a shit? Exactly. Or do some trades. There you go. You know? Trade a couple of two-to-ones back just to... just to even things out, but they just really crippled them in terms of names and drawing power. And Ambrose has been really good as champ. Yeah. And... He, it's certainly not his fault, and he has been doing very good. His performances have been great. Mm-hmm. The really nice thing with him is that they haven't changed his character. Right. He like the traits that made him popular are still there. And they're not and, doing that thing that they often flopped into and fucked up while they were trying to get Roman over, where there would be like. You know, uh, meta-textually making references or, like, building off things that sort of work shoot inside stuff that had no bearing on his character. You know, they're not, like, having Dean all of a sudden talk about, you know, helping raise his, you know, his family and all that shit when he was a kid and growing up in public housing and all that. It's like, they they have him be the Dean Ambrose character all of the time. Yeah, they've had him... I think they brought up a little bit of that, but again, he's worked that into his character. He's talked about that yeah. in the past, so it's not like it's stuff that's coming out of the blue, like they're doing a sit-down interview. and You're the chosen he, one. Yeah. <laughs> he is definitely not. Right. And, you know, he's one guy who, he gets to do, like, s- smug little comments, too, or little stuff, comments under his breath. You know, Stephanie McMahon ripped him a new one before before the brand split, and he leaned over to the interviewer and he goes, she actually really likes me. <laughs> and, like, that, like, it just, Stephanie got the last word in, of course, but it totally defused it. He actually got to win, kind of. Yeah, she wasn't there, but, yeah. you know, it got, they played it for a laugh. And it's like, okay, that I can live with. Yeah, baby strokes. Yeah. Baby uh, steps. Yeah, and I mean, I will say the commentary on SmackDown, really good. The commentary on Raw, really good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, it's SmackDown is Moro, JBL, and Otunga. <sighs> um, Otunga's not bad. Oh, it's not the Otunga thing that makes me... Uh... JBL's pretty good. Like, I think it's pretty clear JBL seems to respect Moro because they play well off each other. Mm-hmm. JBL still gets to be his exaggerated self, but he doesn't dominate. They don't let him dominate like he could on Raw, where he and Cole would just bicker about nothing. Yeah. Moro and JBL, like, they debate the morality of what a wrestler's doing, why they're doing such a thing. They're talking about the matches. That's certainly and good. It's good. Yeah. And uh, Otunga, like the first week, he was a non-entity. This week, he was kind of bland, but... So he's definitely finding his footing, and hopefully he learns a lot from uh, the likes of Moro, and we'll see. Uh, Corey Graves has been on Raw, and he's been great. Hmm. Yeah. Corey Graves, he's... it's I, I say his gimmick is like he's the world's youngest curmudgeon. Yeah. Because he's always like, damn kids! And it's like, he's younger than you, Corey. 
So he's been a very good fit. He has transitioned absolutely seamlessly. That's good. I'm not a big fan, but um, everybody yeah. else seems to like him, so what do I know? Um, but keep giving us updates on the commentary you know, every yeah. week because I'm curious if the newness will eventually fade and it will uh, start to grate on you or if they'll be able to keep it together. Um, we'll see. It seems, like I said, I'm optimistic. Otonga's definitely improving. Graves, Graves, it's like he's been there for years. He's that... He's moved in that seamlessly, and he's not loud like JBL was. His voice is distinctive, but not overbearing. Mm-hmm. Definitely enjoying it. Uh, yeah, it's... But damn, SmackDown... It's just, you can already see six months from now, they're, they're going to be really struggling to keep fresh matches and they've had they've got some good promos AJ cut an excellent promo what yeah can he do that he did I think he's a dude who he's got a script and it's I think some people benefit from the script and others benefit from winging it yeah and with him maybe having a script is the way to go uh yeah he and Cena had a really good promo, it was kind of interesting Mm -hmm. because AJ was basically like, I beat you, why are you still here? And Cena's like, I'm here out of love, you know, I do all these different shows and this and that, but I come back every time. You, if you were let go, you'd just go wrestle somewhere else, but I love the WWE. And general manager's Daniel Bryan's like, I do take exception to that. Yeah. Because I've been fired twice. What what was what is AJ supposed to do if he gets let go? Yeah. <laughs> and and question for me was the second no. firing a kayfabe firing? I don't recall him being fired the one, twice. The one with the tie? I think maybe he was fired from developmental. Uh, nope. No, the only okay. the only legitimate firing I can think of is the one with the tie. But I'm wondering if there was a uh, like, did he get fired in kayfabe? No, I th- I don't remember. But so, regardless, it was it was cool to see the general manager be like, "Wait a minute, yeah, come on now." And so uh, they really they've put a lot of little touches in there. A lot of people were super pissed about Cesaro being picked late, mm-hmm. and they addressed it on Raw. Good. And McFoley said, "I saw the medical report. Your your shoulder is a question mark." That's why you weren't drafted higher. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that's a great that's a great bit of continuity until you realize that number one draft pick just came back from major knee surgery. Yeah. Like I appreciate the gesture in addressing it. Because it shows a little bit of attention to detail that really hasn't been there in a while. Yeah. So And also, you know, the three and five or three and four picks, uh, both yeah. coming off drug suspensions. and Oh, my God. That's apparently, well, not suspensions, yeah. but only one of them got suspended because the other is special. Oh, my God. The uh, Roman. Yeah. Did, did you watch Raw? I did not. I know Rus- that must surprise you. No, no. Rusev was uh, raging about the... Uh, I had the I had it on mute, so he was bitching about the Russians being left out for the of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. 
and this and that and like because like the of the allegations that the athletes were taking steroids and who comes out to feud with Rusev Roman Reigns <laughs> deliberate deliberate I, yeah and I cannot wait to talk about Roman Reigns because it is it's very rare to see a fall from grace that hard precipitous oh my god God, like a shooting star just impacting. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about uh, Roman Reigns. What's going on there? Uh, Roman has come back. He was like a number four draft pick. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie basically just did one of her typical emasculation promos on him. Mm -hmm. You're not the guy, you're just a loser. (laughs) And... She's the well, she's the raw GM. Uh, yeah, GM or commissioner. Or something. Commissioner, yeah, and and he is a contracted talent for her brand. Yeah, and she chose him in her top five. Right. I think the the internal logic was he had that triple threat match. Ah. So she was trying to pad her options. So uh-huh. Raw had two chances to win. And take the title back to Raw as opposed to SmackDown, which only had Ambrose. Makes sense. Yeah. So, because Roman got pinned, he had to earn his mat, his uh, championship mm-hmm. uh, match for SummerSlam or whatever. And so, they had him face Balor, and Balor won clean. <laughs> right, yes. So, Beat him with the stomp. It was it was a four way, I think. Yeah. But Balor did win with the stomp. Yep. And it was just, it's just been so, such a steep drop. Yeah. That it's already got people wondering if it's part of the overall story. But my thing is that this company has never been able to plan that well. This is a company that will rewrite the show as it's happening. That level of foresight is foreign to them. (laughs) So I think it's pretty legit. And really just, I think it's a company full of impulsive and petty people. So yeah, if they're going to drop you like a hot potato, you're going to (laughs) bounce. And... It's been really something, and now he's feuding with Rusev. Right. For the U.S. title. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because there's some people starting to turn around on him already because he's not being shoehorned into that main event spot. Right. And so I'm, I'm digging that. But there's also the matter of that small core who's just never going to like him now. Yeah. And they are always going to see him as the golden boy, and they're always going to hold it against him. I mean, he could be in, like, Heath Slater's position right now, trying to get a roster spot, Mm -hmm. and they would begrudge him that. (laughs) It would be amazing to behold. Yeah, and I I don't think you're off at all. I think you're, you're quite, you know, quite correct there. Um... He, he's in a really bad spot right now. Interesting to see if he's going to be able to crawl out of it or not, if it's permanent. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
Feuding with Rusev is a step down, but it's also the step that you need to take to rehab him. Um, Absolutely. You know, a step like that, not necessarily Rusev, but probably Rusev. I yeah. mean, he's he's a good one to feud with. Um, I mean, there's already concerns that Rusev is so entertaining at what he does. And he is. Yeah, that they might just it might just turn Rusev more face than Roman. I think they can work around that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to hurt Rusev's star any if he loses to Roman. But as you said, this low upper mid card is where Roman needs to be for right now. And maybe that will teach him a little bit. I don't know the guy personally, yeah. obviously. But in a lot of interviews, I've said he's come across as this dude who's entitled. Yeah. And maybe this will teach him, like, hey, this company is a... F- this entertainment business, this company, is a fickle beast. You think the fans turned on you hard? Wait till you piss off the people who book your matches. Um, we are evidently seeing that. <laughs> yeah. And so I think in the long run, mm-hmm. it's going to be very, very good for him to have this de-escalation because it, it's almost very reminiscent of like Lashley, or where Lashley got pushed so hard, or Lesnar even. Lesnar got pushed so hard, eventually, you know, when you're there in the company for, what, five years, six years, and you've already won the world title a couple times, you've won the Royal Rumble, like, what is there to win? What else is there to do? If it's not your passion, or if it's not, you know, what you've devoted your life to, eventually it's just going to be like, okay, Time to move on. And hopefully, you know, this works out in the long run and we get somebody who's a really solid competitor and really solid entertainer down the road. And this could this could wind up well for everyone. But I think there is going to be a group that's always going to be against him now. I would... Um, I would kind of agree. Yeah, I mean... The thing about um, the thing about Roman is, you know, most people, most main event guys, even at some point or another, have that de pushing. WWE did it for years and years. You know, it was like, do you the really do you really want it push, mm-hmm. where you get a taste of um, you know being a, a star, and then they start de pushing you, and many people didn't recover from it because you might be surprised to hear this, but when you make a buffoon out of someone, one of your talent, uh, a lot of the people watching will start to only see them as a buffoon. Um, Mm -hmm. Where's Lashley today? Um, Where's MVP today? Uh, Where's any number of the people? Look at... um, I mean, it goes up and down, pretty much. Uh, Very few people are able to overcome it. What's Alberto Del Rio? You know, what kind of star is he? So, you know, but the thing is, Roman never suffered this, ever. Roman was always the guy, and Roman was always protected even more so than, um, you know, people would have expected. Like, when you're trying to make a guy, he was more protected than, like, damn near anyone I I have recalled in a while. And his protection, like, in the shield was a lot more subtle. Right, exactly. When he got pinned, it was a big deal. So now they're de-pushing him, and this is really the first time he's felt it. And the thing is, you know, we knew something had to happen, because as a top face, the way they wanted him to be, that wasn't a possibility. So 
you know, right now where fan rejection is at its highest to kind of move him down the card, they're still putting him in a position of importance, but yeah. they have had him job twice, which he never really did before. Clean. Clean with no big, like, WrestleMania-style kick out like he always got. Um, they yeah. didn't protect him, so it's mm-hmm. going to be sink or swim, and it also might just be just sink because they might want it to happen. You'll never know. Yeah. So the next couple of months are going to get very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it really it's been quite a sight to see. So it do, it's definitely going to be definitely going to be worth watching, but. You can already see people, like, the second he's on screen, it's just this virulent reaction. Yeah. And you know the thing that bothers me about it is it's, at this point, it's fun to boo him, so why yeah. not run with it? Exactly. Why, why does he have to be cheered? Yeah. Because this is very clearly their directive, and what they're trying to accomplish is let's get Roman cheered, but why? Yeah. Why not let him build up some confidence as a heel? It's easy to get. It's easier to get heat as a heel. You insult the hometown. You cheat. You can like. There's any number of things from the playbook. And it's so much easier to find your legs as a performer and then kind of transition into a face. But it's like if they never turned the rock. It's so. it's like if they yeah if they didn't turn any number of people um, yeah. or it's like like on the flip side if they insisted on Stone Cold Steve Austin being a heel when he started getting hot instead of running with it, you know? Absolutely. You have to go with the ebb and flow, and maybe it's a little bit different now, you know, since Pandora's box is more open than ever. But you don't have to be all that different, you know? You can just have people cheer and boo who they want. If you want them to be a face, you don't have to have them get cheered all the way, you know? You don't have to. But whatever. Um, so the the GMs, let's get back to that. Sure. What the fuck is the point of the GMs and the commissioners and all that, mm-hmm. and how are they doing? Um, I feel like Daniel Bryan's doing better than Mick Foley. Or than Mick Foley. Bryan's a bit of a stronger competitor. People, I think, have a more recent attachment to him. Yeah. So, Bryan, like, Bryan and Shane work well together. Mm-hmm. And... In the segment-to-segment stuff, Brian is there. Like, he's on the phone. He's doing business. He is the person people are talking to. Whereas on Raw, Stephanie is kind of front and center making these decisions, and Mick is kind of chiming in. And Mick as a performer still really good. I mean, still solid. Never going to squawk about that. Yeah. But it reeks, it just feels pointless because Stephanie's doing the talking. Stephanie's justifying the decisions a lot of the time. Stephanie's right there front and center. So what the hell's the point? Why is Mick there if Stephanie's just going to be running things anyway and Foley's just chiming in occasionally? Well, um, what, yeah, exactly. What's yeah. the point of him? Yeah. And again, like, people are just... I know, me as a viewer, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop with Stephanie. I'm waiting to, for her to flip the switch and be, like, the uh, authoritarian again, you know? To be a dictator again. Yeah, I mean, she's, like, totally back to being a heel. She, like, full-stop like, heel. I don't know. Like, they're, 
they're trying to go for some kind of tweener thing. Yeah. And she's just such an she's a way more natural heel. I don't want her on my TV at all. But she's a lot better as a heel, and you're just as a viewer, I'm waiting for it to just happen already because she feels so disingenuous as a face. Yeah. When she when they were she was a heel pretending to be a face, okay, that's one thing, but she's trying to be a face. And she's been a heel for so long that it is just absolutely nerve-wracking. You can't expect the fans to flip a switch like that. Yeah. And I guess Foley is supposed to be kind of a mitigating factor in that, like trying to cool off some of that heel heat. But she needs to be gone for a bit mm-hmm. because it wasn't it wasn't a month ago. It was the start of the year. She was like cheering on her husband as he was like brutalizing people. She needs to step away a bit. Let Foley be in church. I always liked uh, Jack Tunney or Sergeant Slaughter. When a situation or an angle was getting out of control, then this figure stepped in, and it was like, okay, this is a big deal. Yeah, like this idea that they were out there actually running the company in the background, and that they would only step in on TV when absolutely necessary, rather than being this sort of Mickey Mouse type thing where the people who literally run the show are characters in it, and they're all feuding with one another, and they're like alluding to real-life things in a fake way, and it's like, how could anyone give a shit about this? That's what I always wonder. Yeah, it's very true. And if she took an absence for a while, and like built up, it would build up some fondness maybe for people, but when she's always there, and she was a hated heel just a few months ago, it's so awkward and forced. It's like, why does she have to be there nodding? Or why does she have to be the one answering this wrestler's questions? This should be Foley's job. And it's not. Like, Foley is just there. Yeah. Why? It's They just kind of... They make each other pointless. And they are, <laughs> in and of themselves, kind of yeah. pointless. Definitely uh, from a past era. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, with Daniel Bryan, I liked it because, like I said, you saw him on the phone. You saw people coming to him and saying, look, can I have this match? And he would go, okay. So he wasn't just background, like, standing in the background while Shane was making matches. Yeah. When Lesnar came out to con- to attack Orton, okay, Bryan and Shane both ran out there with security. That's a big deal. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's Fair good. enough. Yeah. That, that was, I think, the only time we saw Shane the whole night. Mm-hmm. So that's the way it should be. You could easily do it on Raw where, you know, people don't get what they want from Foley, so they go to Stephanie, and, it, you know, right. there's a little more conniving in that way. Okay, that's something a little bit different. Yeah. But when they are like, hey, Stephanie, can I have this match? And Stephanie goes, yeah, okay, and Foley goes, that's a great idea. Thanks for that extra sentence. That adds nothing. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah. So I think, really, I think Stephanie, if they're going to keep her as a face or this tweener, she needs to be gone for a little bit. Mm. Yeah, so. that she does need to be gone. Yeah. Oh, I'd be fine with it being permanent, honestly. 
Do you want her to die in real life? No. Oh. Tell me about the Slater angle. Why <laughs> Why is this a topic? Um. Well, draft night, they did the whole show, and then they did, like, a, they continued it on the network, right? Mm-hmm. And Bo Dallas gets drafted to Raw. Another thing happens, a little bit more happens. Curtis Axel gets drafted to Raw. And the final shot of the evening is Heath Slater alone in the room where everybody had been waiting to be drafted, and somebody turns off the lights. So now he's been going from show to show, like, give me a chance, you forgot to sign me. Like, he was on the first SmackDown, and he had the segment of the night. I'm not. I'm not saying that as an unabashed Slater fan. Although you are, I am. A lot of people agree it was the segment of the evening. It the the crowd was kind of dead. It got them back up. They were chanting "Sign Heath Slater," and uh, it led to you know Shane saying, "Oh yeah, the hottest free agent is in the ring right now." And Slater turned around and got gored by Rhino. Ugh. Like the payoff was funny. Yeah, yeah, just Rhino. I know, you hate Rhino. Fucking Rhino. I know. And uh, this past week on Raw, they did the same thing. That was two weeks ago. Then uh, on Raw, Slater brings back Jinder Mahal. And he's like, to get the band back together. Foley comes out and says, whichever one of you pins the other gets a spot on Raw. So Jinder blindsides Heath and pins him. Yeah. You know, I've always liked that uh, wrestling logic, where mm-hmm. you may have, you may not be signed, you 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 are not employed technically by this company, but you get your entrance, you get, uh, you know, you don't always get your entrance, but you know what I mean, like you get your entrance, you get your music, you get a mic, the mic works, the cameras focus on you, you get to talk, you get to have a segment, you get to have a match, but you don't work there. I've yeah. always liked that bizarre wrestling logic. Well, it was funny on SmackDown this week because. Daniel Bryan looks over and he jumps and there's Heath Slater. He's like, well, security was busy with Brock, so I snuck in. (laughs) It was fantastic. And so he's like, I really want to, you know, give me a shot. That's all I'm asking for. And as I said, fans are really kind of getting into it because he's an underdog and he's a dude fighting for a chance. And that's relatable. Yeah. You know? And he he's this dork who's been there for ages, and he's trying really hard. And it's not working, and that's life, and you're pulling for him, you know? Good luck, Heath Slater. It's kind of like Spider-Man, you know, like Peter Parker. A lot of times he just, you know, things don't work out as Peter Parker, but he's still, he's working at it as Spider-Man. And so, so uh, Slater says, okay, give me a shot. Daniel Bryan says, no problem. Next week, you can have your shot against an out-of-nowhere Rhino Spear Slater again. <laughs> and Slater let out this yell when it, like when he saw him coming, and you could see Brian start trying not to laugh. And Brian just casually gets on his phone and says, yeah, I need a medic in here. Yeah, no, right now. And so... Again, like, it's Slater's this heel, but you're pulling for him at the same time. Because, I mean, you're a super athlete, but there are those among us, among the wrestling audience, (laughs) who have been picked last for the baseball team. 
And I think that's where it comes from. And it's been a lot of fun, and it's really invigorated a guy who, let's face it, really wasn't doing much. A little confused here. Did you just pay me a compliment? I was being facetious oh. because you are you work out. Yeah, no, I... You were probably never picked for any teams. You probably weren't even picked to be a mathlete. Were you a mathlete, Kath? Oh, God, no. It's okay if you were. No, not Jeff. even... Not nothing to do with athlete. No, uh, <laughs> I actually am a. Uh, I won a district district championship for horseback riding. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was wild. Good times. Good times online, folks. Absolutely. Uh, and so yeah, it's been one of those angles that's been cross the show, cross the two shows, but crossing borders. Ho ho! Maybe that's why I'm such a fan. <laughs> but. Uh, Definitely been enjoying that. It's again, it's been kind of the highlight of the show where people are waiting to see what happens next, and that's that's about the highest you can aspire to in a wrestling show. Yeah, no, if if it's good TV, it's good TV. Funny is yeah. good. I'm I'm and, totally fine with that. Yeah, and it's fun. It's lighthearted, and like again, whichever show signs him, like they're really pulling for him. It's almost like a reverse rider situation where. Huh. He's on TV, and you want him to get on a brand, and it's the first thing that's really kind of separated the brands, because he's trying so desperately to be on either one. It's not like he's just pathetically knocking on SmackDown's door, or like, hanging around Raw like a hangdog. He's going there, and he's week to week trying to get this job. It's, you know, it's a story people can empathize with. Agreed. So very good times with that. Um, let's see here. Um, I guess let's go ahead and talk about the SmackDown Women and Tag Belt. Um, now Raw. So the belt situation is this: Raw is creating its own heavyweight title. I think that's dumb, but they're doing it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Um, I don't think it's dumb to necessarily make a title. I just think this soon, I don't know what you're doing here. you got SummerSlam, you can do an interpromotional match there for the yeah. final fate. Um, I don't get what the hurry is, but that's what they want to do. That's what they do. That's what they're going to do. They're not going to yeah. have traveling champ between brands, anything like that. So, whatever. Um, SmackDown, of course, has Dean with the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Mm used to be WWE World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know if it's just back to WWE Championship or World Heavyweight. You know, whatever but, the hell. But He's it's, the champion. Yeah, it's not both anymore. Yeah. Um, Rusev is on Raw. Yeah, and Miz is on SmackDown. Miz is on SmackDown. They have one... You know, uh, Rusev has US, right? Yeah. yeah Miz has the IC. Yep. The women are on Raw, that's Sasha, and the tag... New Day on mm-hmm. Raw. So SmackDown yeah. is creating a tag title. SmackDown is creating a women's title. Um, I don't see why the SmackDown and women can't be interpromotional. Yeah. Um, but I don't, you know, that that's not what they're doing. So let's just, what can they do? What can they do for SmackDown to actually have, like... And not only that, like, they're also trying to promote a cruiser division on Raw. So it's just so bloated. Yeah. But what can SmackDown do as far as talent and presentation goes to have matches people care about? Um, I I don't think the SmackDown tag titles are a bad idea. They have quite a few tag teams. They've got a few mis- mismatched, blah, 
matchups they can do. Mm-hmm. They have uh, they have some options for people to you know uh, to mid card guys to tag for a while. Yeah, it's fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah, they have um, I think five tag teams on SmackDown. Yeah. So SmackDown, I'm fine with them being the tag team brand. Yeah, but I like then tag team wrestling. Raw has them as well, and that's fine because the New Day should have belts. They're you know one of the more popular acts in the company, and mm-hmm. it's fine. Um, SmackDown can be the more work rate focused stuff with American Alpha. I mean, I'm not an yeah. USO guy, but they got the USOs there, and some people seem to like them. Brizango. They got Brizango. Um, Connor and Victor. Yep. The Wyatts. The Wyatts, if they want to do a tag with them, yeah. And they've got the um, the Vaudevillains. Right. So and, they've got a and, decent tag scene. Yeah, and you can always it. like you know, Kane is always a risk of becoming a tag team competitor. <laughs> and uh, oh wait, they got Mojo and is um Zach is Zach over there? Yeah. Zach Ryder. Yep. Yes, he is. So, yeah, they've got a lot of tag teams on SmackDown, so I'm fine with that. I think they're fine as it is. Yeah, I think the women's title on SmackDown is kind of silly. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong, Natalia and Becky are awesome. Love mm-hmm. them. Um, Alexa's a really good heel, and, I don't know, Naomi is athletic. The bo- Na- Naomi's done. Like, Naomi's had her chance a dozen times over and never developed, so I'm not expecting anything there. But, you know, Carmella's not good. Ava is the worst ever. <laughs> and that's your roster. Like, your roster is really good, really good, fun heel, not very good, not very good, terrible. That's not, that is not a division make. You have to have a few workers no. to round it out. You have to. Yeah. I mean, even if they made it more like, like you said, managers or having the women be there. Not necessarily competing, mm-hmm. but they've had to literally have no women's matches because they're going to burn through all of their matchups within a month. Yeah, and don't get me wrong; I am absolutely fine with both brands having uh, women's yeah. titles. Just you have to justify that. Or again, you know, I feel like in some ways social media has kind of ruined like just having an on-screen couple. Or have you know what? I didn't have two women feud over a guy. Have two guys feud over a woman. Like bring that sort of thing back. Where okay, you don't necessarily need a title to have a feud. You there have been wrestling feuds built over spilled coffee. That's not good though. But I'm not saying it has to. They all have to be like that. But there's nothing wrong with a story like that if you've got a good story. That's okay. Do, no, a good ro- a good little romance triangle. That's what yeah. wrestling's all about, you know. And you know it's what? Hey, process. they brought out they brought out what's his fuck the uh, 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 Enzo and had mm-hmm. him talk about coming on Sasha Banks. That was a promo that actually happened. How you doing? So maybe they are uh, developing a cum based relationship. So good for them. You know, we are, we are no one to judge. So yeah, there's the ways to have these feuds, and there's ways to build them up that don't necessarily need a title. And you could have brackets for the women's match, like okay, you know, smack the titles being defended on Raw, but come SummerSlam, come the next interbrand pay per view, this woman is fighting to be on top of the Raw of the rankings, so she can get a title match. Yeah. 
you could do it. I get like it's hard to make graphics cards, I guess. But that would be the way to do it. Have them feud for the number one contendership. Mm-hmm. And okay, say you know Natalia wins the women's title. Boom! They trade her for somebody else on Raw, so it stays even. Yeah, uh, th- there are many possibilities. Um, yeah, I think I the think... only answer right now, because they seem dedicated to making the SmackDown Women's title, is they got to bring up some women. They do. You know, the problem is nobody knows who anyone other than Bailey and Oscar are down in NXT. Yeah, they they really just jacked that division. Yeah. I feel like Nia should have definitely been on SmackDown. I would have said that back when SmackDown was taped, but now I I don't see why that would be. I don't know. It just feels like she could run roughshod a little bit better and be built as this kind of yeah, okay, looming threat rather than just... It's almost like she's the Lady Ryback. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like Nia. So that's... I'm not, I'm not insulting her by any means, but she's a far safer worker than Ryback ever seemed to be. But, like, her just squashing random indie geeks... It, it's okay on Raw, but yeah. I feel like it would be better placed on SmackDown, and it would give a fresh variety of women on SmackDown. <sighs> I mean, Raw has the third hour. That's just you know my yeah. take. So Nia Jax has more time for squashes on Raw because they got to fee- they got to fill time. Mm-hmm. But you know, either or, whatever. But here's my the other question and kind of the thing we haven't really uh, discussed yet: the possibility. Mm-hmm. of bringing women uh, from the past back to the roster. Women not on the roster. Yeah. Old-timers, as they call them. You know, I doubt they're going to be able to get a Trish Stratus, for example. No. But Lita does work for them. Yeah, um, I don't know if physically she'd be... Yeah. A little a little one-shot I could certainly see, but I don't think it's yeah. happening. But, you know, I'm sure they'd love to get AJ back, which is probably never happening. No. Um, There's the likes of Caitlyn and... Caitlyn is a maybe. I don't know. Well, she'd have to get. A, she'd have to. Uh, <laughs> I think she'd fail wellness. More than likely. <laughs> They'd have um, to do a, give her a yeah. month or two. But yeah, I'm just curious. Like, who out there? What what women from the past would you possibly see being brought in? Like, I could see a Gale uh, being brought in if she ever, you know, deigned to leave TNA. I mean, Gale, like, she's one who, when they, ins- I think she. I think she's burned out on them after they really lowballed her. Yeah. I mean, she was desperate to stay with them. She just said, "Make me an offer I can live on." Um, I think I think you got it backward. That was why she went to the WWE last time, the second time okay. uh, from TNA. Because then, if you remember, the last time she was in WWE, her last appearance was like eliminating herself from a battle royal, and nobody cared. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just went, "I quit," and has never been back. Um, she yeah. just wanted more money from TNA, her first run in TNA, because, you know, they were oh, paying okay. her peanuts. Right. and uh, They offered her less. And then they even put that on a DVD and sold it, TNA did. Wow. <laughs> they never not put themselves under. But, you know, like, um, the only other prominent women who still occasionally wrestle that I can think of is, like, a Victoria, who mm-hmm. has got to be in her, you know, in her early 40s at this point. Yeah. Um... God, I'm thinking, who else? Who else? Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I, I legit can't think of, like... Like Molly like, Holly? But she's pretty she's pretty well out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she hasn't wrestled in forever. 
Jazz? Uh, she's currently suing them. Uh, she's on the concussion. Uh, so, yeah, not likely. Beth Phoenix? Now, Beth, I could see. That's the one I hadn't thought of. I don't. I think she's done, like, like tr- really and truly done, but I could see that. You know, I could see, like, a one-shot, like a rumble thing or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're in her wherever she lives, and some, you know, Charlotte's like, nobody's ever going to beat me, blah, 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 blah. Beth comes out, boom, you know, gets the gets the cheer, and, yeah. you know, that's it. Um, I'm fine with that. I, I highly doubt someone like Tori Wilson is interested in coming back at this point in her life. Uh, Stacey Keebler, Keebler, yeah. yeah. Um, Ivory is, I believe, over 50 years old, so I don't see her coming back. Yeah. Um, I, I legitimately cannot think of, like, anyone who, of, you know, that was prominent in the Candace WWE. Candice Michelle? Candice Michelle having her, like, eighth kid and not vaccinating. Um, yeah, she, she's anti-vax. <sighs> oh, I hope she dies. I hope she dies! Um, but, you know, like, I, I can't think of any... I mean, really, it's the Lita Trish jackpot. That's it. <laughs> if you can get one of them, go for it. Otherwise, why bother? Yeah. I really feel like, yeah, that's a, you know, love to see Beth have a short run, but if she, you know what, if she's happy, I'm happy for her. Better to leave them wanting more, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of anybody else, and there's really not too many that pop into mind that weren't like Attitude Era, because a lot of them were just so bland, and Mm -hmm. nobody is clamoring for a Kelly Kelly return. No. Or a Shelly Martinez Ariel, yeah. Um, the one person that I that people had you know talked about coming back for a long time though did come back. Maurice came back. Yeah, that was like the only other one that people had really talked up. Like, when is Maurice going to come back? Because she always was just a fantastic personality. Yeah, and she's a great character. Yeah, and I could easily see them doing the power couple thing, where they each have a title. Uh, who are you Why talking not? about here? Maurice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she hasn't wrestled since she came back, has she? No. Might have had one mixed tag or so. I don't think she has. No, I don't think so. And it would be fine. Like, her being, like, you know, having a... Well, they always do battle royals. Yeah. So her, like, sneaking in at the end of a battle royal or just interjecting herself when she's not even booked in the match. Yeah. And winning. Like, that's fine. Uh, That could be fine, yeah, for a short (laughs) thing. But I guess the point here is... You pretty much get one of the uh, women aforementioned, or uh, you bring some up, and I'm pretty sure they're not even thinking about much of the former. They're probably just going to throw some women out there. Um, yeah, NXT got pretty decimated. It's going to take them a little while to yeah. build up to some, build some recognition. Yeah. Um, although, then again, we could wake up tomorrow, and it could be Oscar and Bailey coming in. We'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, done, fine, good. I'd be like, shit, my house show. <laughs> yeah, God, I hope they have a match there. They will That'd tear be it up. Really fun. So let's get into the last little bit here. Um, sure Gender. Gender is back. Yeah. How excited are you that Gender is back? <laughs> like this. I don't know how. Uh, I mean, it would be honest to God hilarious. Like, not a, not for the performer. Like, as in a storyline. Mm-hmm. If Mick Foley was like, "Yeah, I just hired you to screw with Heath. You're fired." <laughs> like that'd be fine. <laughs> you know, in storyline, you know, then send him down to NXT because who knows? He can be an okay hand, I guess. Yeah, he got he got okay near the end there, and then they fired yeah. him. That's like the story of like every 
shitty job, like, well, you know, shitty prospect who becomes a job guy. They become a job guy, and they get pretty good, and then they get fired. Yeah. Um, so who knows? You know, throw him down on NXT. He knows the WWE style. We ha- we asked on the PissCast on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, do you think, over-under here. Yeah. As far as uh, Jinder's appearances as a main roster wrestler in 2016. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set the over-under at six and a half. Under. You think he will have fewer than six and a half appearances? Yeah. I I will also take the under. <laughs> God bless the guy. He's all right, but yeah. yeah, he um I don't I don't know. Yeah, it was just such an odd choice to make. Yeah. But again, like it would be hilarious if that was the payoff. Was just him getting immediately fired. <laughs> that like be- he you know. Like, that'd be great. Yeah, that would be fucking hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if it was a one-off thing, I could get it, but the fact that they made it for a roster spot was really weird. And, out of, and just completely at random. Yeah, out of nowhere. You know but I guess he's been in talks for a bit, and as I said, like, there's... I think Hawkins was thinking of coming back, too. Really? Yeah, he seemed pretty, uh, bitter when he was let go. Yeah, very much so. But, you know, Time if the money's right, wounds. or if they're like, you know, we're going to use you for this, and if they're direct about it... Yeah, if the money's right. If the money's right, or they're like, you know, we're going to put you on NXT, and you're going to be this guy who helps people along, because that would be ideal for him. Oh, yeah. He's one of those dudes who's very good at that style, and he would be a great kind of shepherd. Commander? Sure. I don't understand your reference. Don't worry about it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's go ahead and get into the questions and wrap this show up. All righty. I'm going to go with uh, our friend Rock Confidant, Mm -hmm. who uh, actually DM'd this to us a few days ago. Oh, good, good, good. The long question. It's a billion words, he said. Yeah. Um, Which do you all think has done more damage to wrestling? Fans figuring out it's a work, or wrestlers finding out that fans know it's a work? Um, this is a difficult question, um, because by and large, and you'll even get older promoters to admit this nowadays, you know, they mm-hmm. wouldn't in the moment, but even a Jerry Jarrett uh, brought admitted to this on the Memphis Heat documentary, and, and other people believed it, you know, they knew that most people knew. Um, and it wasn't a plausible deniability, it was just that nobody really cared, you know? And they didn't know the intricate little secrets. That's the only difference now and then. Like, back then it was like, it's fake, and then maybe occasionally you'd have somebody be like, well, but maybe, you know, this one looked a little real, or something. But nowadays, you know, like, if you really want to, you can learn about bumping, and you can learn about working the left side, about the shine, the cutoff, the accessibility is there. Right, and and you know the terminology goes is more than just knowing the terminology. It's also knowing you know what that terminology means, mm-hmm. how it all ties together, the idea, the ideal even of a mm-hmm. match. Um, so I don't which hurt I wrestling feel, worst. You know what? I feel like I can summarize my answer in two words. Uh-huh. Worked shoots when the rest. You know when they try to. Blend the two. They can't... It's so hard to do it well. Yes. 
when they try to put these elements of real life in there and make it into a storyline, they don't always gel. And I feel like those hurt things the worst. And it would lead to stuff like people in WCW talking about the politics backstage, and it's like, I don't care. Right. I don't care. I want to see these two fight because... You know, Jericho spilled coffee on Kane. I don't know why I keep thinking of that angle, but it's like good guy versus bad guy. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see corporate espionage. Right. Wrestling is fun when it's a little cartoony, when it's a little over the top. It's like... Wrestling Wrestling can be fun in many different ways, mm-hmm. and it's just the best. But the thing about work shoots isn't necessarily... Um, you know the the concept of them is bad. It's that the WCW style of, you know, we're smarter than the fans type. We're gonna work the fans. It's like don't yeah. ever do that. That's just stupid. Because there's gonna always be that percentage of fans who don't follow online, and they're just gonna be lost. Yeah, and there's others. You know, most people can see through it. And when you yeah. start doing that, it kills the credibility of your product. At least when you know that it's not on the up and up. You know that, and it's fine, but when it's yeah. like, you literally think we're this dumb? And it's, you know, it's like watching a movie. And it's not like Tom Cruise is going to turn to the camera and say, okay. Like, he's my not going to adjust here. the audience. Yeah. yeah. This is my stuntman, you know, Larry. He's a good dude. You know, Larry, <laughs> you've been trying to fuck me over for years. Yeah, it's not like they're going to cam- pan the camera back and show the set, and that would be amazing. <laughs> but... That's the sort of thing, like, when they try to blend it and they do it badly. Yep. Wrestling fans like feeling smart, like, the smart fans like feeling smarter than the average fans. Mm -hmm. Throw in a wink or a nudge, like Cena saying, oh, maybe I should do a little heel turn And then moving his heel. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Fine. That's the sort of wink nudge you, you can feel smug about and move on. Right. But a lot of times, if there's rumors going about how the story's gonna end... They change it, even if it doesn't make sense in the story. There's nothing wrong with a movie with, okay, you're watching a movie, superhero movie, you know the heroes are going to win, it's how you get there. And if the heel turn is obvious, or the you know the outcome of the match is obvious, it's going to be a screwdriver, or it's going to be this, or it's going to be that, that's okay. Yeah. It means you've told an okay story where people can kind of see the ending coming. Yeah, and and that's like literally nearly fucking all media of any repute, whether it is a book or a film or a comic book or mm-hmm. TV show, movie, whatever, you know. Yeah. You generally, you don't always know the outcome, but you generally speaking know what's going to come next and what's going to come after that and what's going to come after that. If not exactly that, then you have a good idea of it, and that's <laughs> fine. That's how storytelling works. Yeah. I Like, for me, I find when they bring in too much real-world stuff and they're talking about the board of directors and this and that, and it's like, I just want my Mexican pirate ghost to beat up the guy who's a dragon. That's what I want. Like, don't bog it down in, like, real-world politics. It's like... It would be like buying a comic book and Hawkeye's doing his taxes. It's like, no, that's a, you know, wrestling should be escapist. It's entertaining. 
don't bog it down in these like real world politics storylines that a aren't real, b are boring, and c like nobody cares. Right. What's the fucking payoff? That's always the question. How's it going to make money? Yeah. I don't care about the board of directors. I don't care. If Vince McMahon is overall in charge, I don't care if Hunter's super sad about firing him. When they do these storylines that are never, ever, ever going to culminate in the ring, it's like, E, nah, I'm here to watch the punching. <laughs> so I think those kinds of storylines, the reality, reality is boring, is the bottom line. Um... I think wrestlers kind of already knew. Um, yeah. I think a lot. I think one of the worst things that's happened, well, I'm going to say WWE in particular, is social media in some ways. Because you get somebody like Zack Ryder who's likable. and But Mick Foley said to him, have you gone to Vince with your concerns? Yeah, but I mean, without social media, Zack Ryder winds up fired like pretty quickly. I know, but... Mick Foley said, have you gone to Vince with these issues that you have? And he said, no. It's easier to be on social media and squawk and whip people up to an extent than it is to, like, be a professional, just go and address these issues. And, okay, you might get fired, but at least you went about it, like, properly, because... This is a company where if you try and subvert them, and you're not some, like, and once-in-a-generation talent like your Daniel Bryan, they're going to lash out at you when it fades. Yeah, all I gotta say, though, is, let, it, in the end, it worked out for Zack Ryder. Yeah. Because he has been on the brand for fucking ever, and, I mean, he should've, maybe he should've gotten more, he should have. Yeah. But, like... That dude is still around, and where's Kurt Hawkins? You know Apparently what I mean? Apparently on the way back. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Um, okay, I had one question for you, since we're I think we're into questions now. We are. Now, Roman Reigns, The Shield. Has that well been poisoned forever, like doing a reunion? And if so, or if not... How long is it going to take before people react well instead of being like, oh, this is for Roman? Um, that's a good question. It's it's not poison forever. No, no, no. Um, definitely not. But, like, I mean, remember, they, they did Evolution again. Mm-hmm. Um, but exactly how long until, I mean... I think, they, I think Roman has to divorce himself more fully from it. Yeah. Before they can even think about maybe making that happen. I mean, it's all up to Roman. It's like, is he still boo on sight? Then it won't work. Mm-hmm. Um, is the shield going to come back as heels? Then it will work. In fact, do it now if that's the case. Because it, it, that mm-hmm. would work. It's amazing how like Roman and, or Dean and Seth have progressed so far beyond it. Yeah. Like, they've just made leaps and bounds, and Roman just still feels hamstrung to it. And I think... That's one of, that's part of the issue with some people. It's his gimmick is remember when the shield was cool. Yeah. And you know he, every week it's like a little less cool because you hear that music and it's like, uh, oh, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so.
So, yeah, I think, like, if you had to put a calendar date on it, like, uh... The, the thing is, like, if, literally, it's all on what they do with Roman. So, <laughs> if it's ever a point where he's not getting, like, viciously booed all the fucking time, then it'll work. But it, it'll, on, it'll only work when it hits that point, and I don't know when that point will be, because they still won't do what they have to do to make that happen. So uh, maybe it just is <laughs> the well will always be poisoned, but you know that's only that's on them. If they don't do it right, that's what'll happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just throw it out there while he's getting these hostile reactions and expect it to take. You couldn't do it if he's getting these reactions in a year. You still couldn't do it. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Alrighty. <laughs> Uh, do you want me to go first with my questions? Go with your questions. I don't think I have any. I think they're, you're tagged on all of them, so nice. you can go ahead and take them. Okay. Uh, your son blank asks, can I be on? I would say yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. We'll but invite you sometime. We'll invite you. Let us know. We'll invite you, but yeah. let us know. As also. long as your microphone's muted, you're welcome on the show. Okay, uh, our good friend Coconono asks, what do your fingers smell like? Popcorn and NXT tickets. Uh, oh, do you have the physical tickets? I printed them. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah, A little bit of that good are. pulp. <laughs> um, mine smell like, I don't know, a human hand. Okay. Um, Cam asks, uh, Rusev is the best champion? Uh, he's very good. Yeah, Cena doesn't have a title, so yeah. <laughs> I love what they're doing with Cena and AJ. It's great. I'm excited. Yeah, it feels big time. The title's not involved, but it still feels important. Yeah, that is definitely a good secondary program to have on that brand. Absolutely. Digging that. Stuff. Hell, that's the primary program, quite frankly, when Dolph Ziggler. God bless him. Yeah. People are thinking it might be leading to a heel turn. I'm I don't care as as long as Dean wins. And it would be foolish to put it on Dolph right now, considering he was struggling with Baron Corbin. Plus, Dean, you know, has not had the belt that long. No. See what you can do with the guy before you kill the guy. Exactly. I feel like he should hold it till at least the Rumble. I could agree with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Next up, Striking Yak. Can you ask Manaflurry a question for me? Yes, I can. Hit me with it. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Cam, is this one's for you. All right. How much are you lifting, Men Flurry? Um, mostly doing dumbbell stuff at my apartment because working too late, um, much later than I used to, mm-hmm. and tired. So uh, not lifting as much, but uh, still trying to stay strong. You know, more maintenance now than I had been. Right on. Okay. Uh, Lutang Secret asks, "Who uh, me? Who will I cheer for at the NXT show that we are implicitly bullying me to go to?" Um, I will cheer for Bailey. I will cheer, cheer like the Dickens for Nakamura, mm-hmm. and possibly Bobby Roode's glorious theme song. Ah, Bobby Roode. Now, if have s- you heard his theme song? I don't know that I have. It's a Queen knockoff, oh, yeah? and it is amazing. You'll add it to your workout routine immediately, I'm sure of it. I'll, pr- 
probably just listen to Queen, honestly. No, no, you have to listen to it. It's I just will. one of those. It's so out of the blue compared to a lot of the like butt rock themes that. <laughs> it's, what what it's, what Queen is it? Just a Queen like style so, parody? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's it's worth a listen. I think you'll like it. Interesting. Okay. Um. Lu Tang has another question. Right. How did how did Man Flurry become so resistant to this bullying that he refuses to even see his true love, La Sombra? La- Brian Cage is Man Flurry's true love. No, it's, it's get been your Sombra. head, it's right. It's been Sombra for a while, Kath. Oh, you whore! I love Sombra. You whore! Remember when Blank asked Brian Cage on Twitter if he would come hang out with me and Blank and Apartment <laughs> Wrestle Us, and yeah. he didn't answer. Oh. Dang. The little fuckhead. Broke your heart. That's what he did. Okay. Uh, Wagon2 Wagon like two asks, uh, when's the last time you got a solid high five from my nephew? So Was it, was it actually solid? Yeah. Really? Yeah, he's, he goes for it. You're just a mark for your nephew. <laughs> uh, he's adorbs. So am I. Well, I've never gotten a high five from you. Oh, well. Okay, what about you? Uh, I get them from my nephews as well, oh. but they're oh. older. They're older, so they can actually put some oomph on it. Yeah. And I mock them if they don't, so they know. They know they got to bring it for Uncle Manflurry. Alrighty. Next up, what is the worst topping for a hamburger? Uh, well, I mean, it's like I hate onion. Okay, so yeah, I I was gonna say onion rings. <laughs> Sorry. Give me a raw onion and I'll punch you. I have a cousin who will eat the raw onions like apples. Uh, yeah. What so, do, yeah. What do you I like would... on your burger? Me, uh, I'm actually pretty plain. If it's a good burger, uh, a veggie burger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like tomato and pickles. And. Harvey's has a very good veggie burger, and they've got a chipotle sauce that's pretty good. Oh yeah, but no, no condiments other than that. Uh, I'm usually fairly uh, plain. I don't like the messiness. Mm. Let's see. If I go, what, what's your favorite? Do you, do you ever cook yourself a veggie burger? Oh yeah. What 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 brands do you use? Uh, I make my own. Really? Yeah, what black beans. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's a fridge emptier. You throw in like. Uh, Breadcrumbs, garlic, your spices, couple cans of black beans rinsed off, hmm. and you can put your. I've put goat cheese. I've put uh, yeah, a little bit of everything in there, and it's quite nice. I gotta get on that. I just usually will eat the um, oh whatever the ones in the red are. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, either the like I like the original chicken, the fake chicken mm-hmm. one. Um, although that one has 150 calories compared to the regular, like, veggie burger, which has 70. Yeah. And they got, like, this mushroom one, which I really like. I'm going to have one after this now, because yeah. I'm hungry. I'm hungry! I've had, uh, the one I've had that's excellent at a restaurant was a portobello mushroom cap. Oh, yeah. As the burger. Oh, yeah. I, I eat portobello burgers frequently! Oh, so good. The best. String fries can go to hell, though. What? String fries. I hate those. All fries are good, Kath. No, no. These ones are, like... They're literally, uh, they're super fine, like vermicelli almost. Oh, like like they're like julienne. The... Yeah. No. No, I like the thick, 
I like good French fries. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunsweet asks, would I date a sentient robot? Yeah. In the case of a robot, it would depend what it looks like. If my Roomba, like, was to get amorous intentions, we'd have issues. I mean, presumably, you could upgrade, surely. Yeah, if Lieutenant Commander Data wanted to go on a date, I would sure. Is that I would your, be that. Is that your type? Uh, I need more of a sense of humor, so... Data doesn't have one, because he's literally a computer? Yeah, he's an android, he doesn't really have emotions. Mm. So, that's his whole gimmick. But, yeah, it would depend on the robot. Okay. What do, what do you think about robots as far as, uh, you know, them eventually becoming sentient and joining the human ranks with rights? They can't screw it up any worse than we have. Oh, they could. I mean, they could find a way. We could screw it up worse than we have. Are you voting for Trump, man, Flurry? No, I am not, Catherine. No, I am not. I am not. I have our super dreamy prime minister who was just randomly found wandering in a forest with his shirt off. I thought he was in a cave. Yeah. Well, uh, he was coming out of the cave. Oh, okay. It was hilarious. Uh, there was a picture of him at the Vancouver Pride Parade. Mm-hmm. And he's marching with his family and his wife and his kids. And the, the youngest kid is like two or something. And he's just like asleep in his tr- stroller. He doesn't give a damn. It's adorable. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on. Da da da. Carmine. Is this show any good? I never listened to it. It's very good. It's good, Carmine. Yeah. Give it a I shot. I listen to your show. You can listen to mine. You don't listen to the pissed past. I do sometimes. <laughs> when you're on. I'm an infrequent listener, but I do listen. Me too. Alrighty. Uh, slap nuts. Heath and Jinder are in WWE, but Drew is not. Who should be the third member of the new 3MB? And for the sheer joke of it, because of numbers, Brazango. So we're just going to get another social outcast? None of them can count. Or Summer Rae. Like, put a lady with them. Who cares? Hey, sure! That would actually... No, that would get them over. We can't have that. Give a lady, like, you know, like a Summer Rae, who's, again, like a real over-the-top personality yeah no I that that would be great actually yeah. let's do that i agree that's what we're doing now hmm. i mean if it was the 90s they'd say she's their groupie but like not obviously going to go that direction with it but it would be hilarious i could get like, behind have, that have a chick with them yeah why not they could be a tag team great okay um Blank answered Carmine's question with the best episodes have Sunsweet, and Sunsweet is a very good guest. I'm glad we have her. Sunsweet's the best. Shout out to Sunsweet, who doesn't listen. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Lutang's Secret. This one's probably more for you. All right. Okay, Dragon Lee 2 from CML- CMLL mm-hmm. is coming to Ring of Honor. Who should yeah. Ring of Honor send to Arena Mexico? Oh, who should Ring of Honor send to Arena Mexico? Dalton Castle. He'd do fine there. I love Dalton Castle. Oh, he'd do fine there. Yeah. I love that his character is a face. You know, like, you think about 20 years ago, he'd be a huge heel, but people have just very much taken to him. Yeah. So. I actually really like that he's a face. Yeah. Um, and that... he's he's good. Yeah. 
like a lot of times that people will have a gimmick like that to mask any ring deficiencies, but he is solid. He is quite strong. Yeah. So very uh, big shout out to Dalton Castle. Big fan, Dalton. We'll have you on the show anytime. <laughs> Let us know in advance, though. We're very popular. Yes. Um, striking act, can Heath and Jinder ever be friends again after Monday's betrayal? Forget, or forgive, but never forget. That's a good one, yeah. And, I mean, in wrestling, that happens very frequently, you know? Mm-hmm. Yesterday's deathmatch opponent is tomorrow's tag team partner. Exactly. And that is why I desperately, desperately want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have a tag team title run. I've seen it before. It's very good. I mean, I feel like, just with the way they play their characters now... Mm. Like, Owens is so great at being disdainful of everyone. Yeah. That it would just be a hell of a lot of fun. So I'd really be down for that. Oh, yeah. I'd be all about it. Okay, and uh, the last comment is Blue Army Man, a.k.a. Rock Confidant, saying it's confirming that the podcast is quite good. So thank you very much, Blue Army Man. Yeah, get fucked, Blue Army Man. No, don't listen to him, Blue Army Man. I'll fuck him. Okay, if if it's consensual and you would like Manflurry to fuck you, then get fucked by Manflurry. Consensually. Of course. With lubricant. Why? And foreplay. You don't have to have penetration. You can just be cock-rub warriors. Ah, frittage. <laughs> the French... In- Are you surprised the French invented a word? <laughs> uh, I just like the way you pronounce it. <laughs> good one to end on. Yes, indeed. Ugh, all, right, all right, kids. That was a good show. Good show. Glad to be back. Happy you were here, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and all that jazz. Make a habit of it. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be back uh, when? Next Thursday? Yeah, works for me. All right. We'll be back on our normal schedule Wait a minute. Next Thursday? I should be able to, actually. Right on. Good. Uh, my evenings like are free, relatively. It's Saturdays that are kind of shot. Gotcha. Alrighty. All right, then um, we'll be back, everyone. We hope you'll be back as well. And uh, Thank you for listening. As always. I'm Strenuous Man Flurry. I'm Ryder Kath. Get fucked. No. Oh, eat shit. No. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm even letting you have the last word. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>